America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it. Or did I? Nah, you didn't. Nah, probably not. I'm Trevor Pullman. And I'm Damian Debbie. And uh, this uh, episode is uh, going to be a doozy. So it's a do- I, I thought you were going to say doozy. And I mean, they can't see it right now, but you are in uh, like a retro neo kind of like neon landscape right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's because of what a doozy this is. Yeah, I just liked the background. Mm-hmm. But yeah, actually, it kind of looks like it's supposed to be a sunset, but it kind of looks like a river of blood. Um, True. Is that what this is about? Is this about blood rivers? No, but there's some blood involved, probably. I've heard of Moon River. Yeah. Moon River Rock. No, uh, you know the Mormons. I've heard of them. Uh, Yeah. Oh, actually, we might as well put in a content warning. There's going to be some discussion of child abuse, uh, sexual abuse and physical. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just so you're aware of that, that's going to be a lot in this Mm -hmm. episode. So, yeah, the Mormons... Uh, you know them. We've talked about them before. We'll talk about them again. Mm-hmm. We love talking about them. Them, they're Mormons. In the 1890s, in in a bid to try to you know get more recognition from you know the the government from the American government and try to like not fight with them anymore because there have been a lot of disputes and a lot of shooty bang bangs and stuff. Uh, <laughs> they decided to ban polygamy, um, or mm-hmm. God decided and told the, the president or prophet to ban ban polygamy. That didn't stop everybody from stopping their polygamous mm-hmm. lifestyle. I think it was like no new polygamous marriages. So the old ones, you're still, but some communities kept going. And uh, yeah. this is one have of they, them. Oh, have they branched off from the main kind of thing? Like they're now kind of separate sects? Or yeah. is it just like individuals who have done this? So yeah, there's a separate sects now. One of the largest one is just known as the FLDS or the Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. Mm. So that's the one we're going to be talking about today. They're the, you know, the ones who say that they're holding to the original meaning of Mormonism and they still practice polygamy to this day. They have their own kind of secession of their leadership separate from the Mormon like the regular LDS church. Hmm. So there's yeah. the LDS and then this is the FLDS, both in Utah, uh, sort of, because this one is kind of halfway. It's on the border of Utah and Colorado, or sorry, Utah and Arizona. So it's Hildale, Utah and Colorado City, Arizona is this town, which together they call it Short Creek. Okay. I keep wanting to say Shits Creek. So if I do that, I do apologize but it's short Creek. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, some say that the reason it's on the border is because when the government was rounding up polygamous um, people and arresting them, it was easier to like scooch across the border because then they're out of their jurisdiction and and things like that. Other people say, no, that's just where the town was. Those two towns were, and that's just coincidence. So, but you know, the Mormon church says, or the LDS church says no more polygamy. And this group is like, no, we're going to keep doing that. When, when was and it that they said no more? 1890. 
Okay, so it was a while ago then. Yeah. Okay, cause, so because I, I mean I've always heard the 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 polygamy in the Mormon Church. I guess I've mostly probably heard about the fundamental, yeah, Latter Day Saints. Then as far yeah. as that goes, okay. Yeah. So like the main church has has disavowed polygamy for quite a long time. A lot of them Mm -hmm. for a long time even said that Joseph Smith wasn't polygamous, even though he had many wives, many underage, um, which plays into this problem as well. Mm -hmm. Well, this is I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is not a uniquely uh, Mormon problem in these sects. So, yeah. In this town, Brigham Young, mm-hmm. when he was still alive before, you know, they banned polygamy and when this group was part of the Mormon church or the LDS church, I don't want to get sued, but uh, they, uh, when he visited this town, he said that, you know, this was a great people, a, a great town and will someday be the head and uh, not the tail of the church. So he said that, you know, this is going to grow into a big part of the church and it kind of did, but not really became the head of its own church, basically. Right. It's hard to say how many people I think at the height of it, there's probably like 10,000 people in this sect. And the sect wasn't just in this town. There was also in a couple other towns, they would follow the same leadership, but it was mostly in this town. So it was also in Bountiful, uh, British Columbia. And then I think there was a place in Texas as well, where people who identified with this group were. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the height of it though, probably about 10,000 members. So not huge, a small town's worth of of members. They didn't immediately just break away from the church. They just kept doing their own thing. So they weren't like, we're officially broken away. They just kept doing the old practices. And eventually the LDS church was like, you're not part of us anymore. Get out. And then 1904, yeah, the LDS church issued a second manifesto and said, we're eventually going to excommunicate people who keep doing these plural marriages and so eventually all these people are excommunicated and they start to practice their own way with their own leadership just like a long succession of leadership growing up and like they would call themselves leaders too they didn't call themselves like the president of the church or the prophet of the church they would just say like they're the leaders on earth mm-hmm. it wasn't really until let's see yeah 1935 that they that they were fully excommunicated and they started to really be their own thing and to start calling mm-hmm. themselves fundamentalists and start being their own little like uh, doohickey. And then, yeah, they're going down there. Uh, 1953 was one of the biggest events. They had a big raid from the government where, you know, government agents came in and 102 Arizona state police officers and the national guard soldiers and pretty much arrested. Yeah. The entire, the entire town was arrested, wow. including 236 children um yeah oh they arrested the children too they arrested the children too 150 of them weren't allowed to go see their parents for over two years and um and then other ones never yeah never regained custody of their kids again so yeah (laughs) it's tough because like i don't want to come down and if i say if i sound anything like i'm against um polyamory or against polygamy if people choose that (laughs) i'm not but this when it comes to this is this is a very different kind of case this is not a freedom of choice situation yeah exactly so um pretty much especially recently you're assigned who you're married to Mm -hmm. so and a lot of times you're married when you're underage 
the women have no agency in this here. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. So I don't think you'll have to run the risk of worrying about that. We, we, I think we got that understanding out of yeah. the way. Yeah, exactly. So Rulin Jeffs, though, became the, uh, the new leader in uh, 1986. So mm -hmm. up until this point, there was like a council of leaders. Even like the LDS Church has the quorum of 12. This had like a council of leaders. But like the LDS Church has the quorum of 12. And then it has the president who's also... Can speak directly to God, but he, when he took over as the FLDS leader, he banned the council and he said he was the main leader. So he basically made like a religious dictatorship. Yeah, he did. Thing. Yeah. Okay. He's called himself the prophet again, and he had people refer to him as the prophet. Oh. Yeah. That was in the in the fifties. No, this was in 1986. Oh, in the 80s. Yeah. So yeah, he took over in 1986, um, and then in the 90s, so he, he made it into a dictatorship. So in that raid in 1953, photos of it show people just, you know, wearing the clothes of the time, like people in the hmm. in the cult. By this time, he starts implementing rules on how they had to dress. So it's that classic, okay. like, long mm -hmm. prairie dress. Everybody has that same design. You have to wear your mm -hmm. hair long. It has to be in a certain style. You can't wear makeup. That's all him, mostly, like... I'm sure there was, you know, some modesty rules and stuff before that, but he's like, nope, this is what you're wearing now. Well, that's a perfect way to control people, right? As soon as you start controlling their day-to-day -day things like that, you know, it's, it's easier to get them on board for other things. Yeah. I feel that way about any, any clothing mandates, any appearance mandates, things like that. It's just one step closer to fascism. Yeah. It's like that one of us thing, like uh, Kim mm -hmm. Jong-un making everybody get the same haircut as him or like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think there's something to that too, where it's like, yeah, you you look at a group and you you, you look at a person, you can just tell what group they're part of. So yeah, it's really that separation of, yeah. of them from society. So then in the 90s, Rulon, Jeffs started getting sick. He had a stroke. He wasn't doing very well. So mm -hmm. his son started taking over and doing a lot of the duties. Uh, I said duties. What, how do you, how do these people feel about like a prophet getting sick and dying like that? I, is <laughs> yeah. is it, aren't they supposed to have some sort of special privilege? So it seems almost, you know, like that's kind of like, well, how did he get sick and die? Wouldn't yeah. That be your first question. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, at this point they're so ingrained and it's like, he's untouchable. He's like, right. Except know, by sickness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So Warren Jeffs was his son. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, the school principal for a while of like the town, um, at, you know, F FLDS private school. And he started taking over more leadership in 2002. Rulon died and Warren Jeffs took over as the leader of the group. Yeah. Did he did he continue in the uh, the prophet tradition? Oh, yeah. That he, OK. Yep. So Warren Jeffs, eh, he's the new prophet and everything he says is gold. He's a giant piece of shit going back to uh just like prophet semantics now yeah. is a prophet supposed to just be someone who's is like continuously giving the word of the lord to like help people move along or is it supposed to be like they have like a definitive word and this should kind of be all we need type of thing i'm just i'm i'm curious like not what they're doing but what what it would supposed to be i guess is yeah my question because in the Bible, it seemed more like it was the prophets were the ones warning the leadership that they're corrupt and warning the leadership that they need to change and, and you know, get yeah. back to God. And they're never the ones in charge. 
Right. <laughs> Prophets in the Bible are never in charge. They're, I mean, people looked at them highly, but they're never mm-hmm. like making laws and things like that. They're not like the king. The king would have a prophet, but they wouldn't mm-hmm. um, be in charge. But with the FL or with the LDS church and the FLDS church, it seems like they can get new revelation from God. They're that almost be- held as like scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it almost seems more like they're kind of these ideas of prophets are holding themselves more in the regard of like how a lot of kings and monarchs viewed themselves as they were kind of like anointed by God and they are God's like representative on earth more. Yeah. So just even just looking at it from that way, it's like it's already this kind of diluted sense of grandeur and like I'm better than you putting that out right there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When Rulin was in charge and then also when Warren, there's been like different groups, different like people Mm -hmm. split off from it, especially like people who aren't in that town being like this guy, Cray. So they're splitting off and kind of making it their own. I think 700 people left from the Bounty Fill in BC, other things like that. But uh, yeah, so Warren Jeffs is even worse than his dad. They say he probably married 80 to 90 women. 80 to 90? Yeah. They don't have an exact number in one of the court cases I was watching or one of like the things, uh, spoilers, there's some court cases, but uh, they said he has nine wives in the news report. And then like later came out like, nope, that's a very under underestimated. And yeah, so 10 times that amount. Yeah. And, you know, they're not all of age, which plays into it as well. Yeah. 2003, they purchased a hunting retreat in Texas and they're planning on making it like a compound, mm-hmm. which yeah. didn't didn't really come to pass. Because in 2005, in July 2005, eight mem- uh, members of the church were indicted for sexual contact with minors. Um, a lot of them, you know, because they were married to minors, but also just straight up f-ing kids in the compound or in the town. Yep. 2005 as well, one of his relatives filed a suit against him, one of his nephews, that when he was a kid, Warren's Jeffs sexually assaulted him right. uh, when he was a young child. And then there was also accusations of a lot of like ritual abuse. It wasn't just um, within the com- confines of like underage marriage. It was like in the temple, like in their temple, mm-hmm. in their, um, and it was like, there was, it was almost like part of the ritual of the, like his right. religious practice to abuse children. Well, this is the problem with most of this stuff, right? Is when I think it was, I was listening to an episode of Behind the Bastards recently where they were kind of talking about this, where in the household, the children aren't considered like people. They're, they're, they're essentially property of the, the parents who can do whatever the fuck they want to them. And I guess when you have that mentality and then same thing with, with the women in this case, where they're not, they're not, they're second class citizens almost in a way if that right so as soon as you like it's like a double dehumanizing and they're like we don't care what we do to these people so why why shouldn't we do that it's like this belongs to me so i can do whatever i want yeah yeah so he uh he went on the run warren jeffs Mm -hmm. became one of the top 10 most wanted fugitives and uh, really yeah and he was yeah, in August uh, 28th, 2006, he was arrested on the interstate. It was just a routine traffic stop. And then they found him, sent him up to, to Utah. Yeah, he was found near Las Vegas, sent him back up to Utah, where they um, put him on trial. And uh, mm-hmm. eventually he was, oh, let's see here. Yep, 2007. Looks like he was sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years, I think. So... Life in prison plus 50 years. Wow. Yeah, something like that. I can't imagine someone like that doing very well in prison either, though. Well, the thing is, he's still running his calls from prison. 
He's, he's still running it from prison. Yeah. So he now he just dictates stuff from prison. Like his brother will come in or, or mm -hmm. his wives will come in. Like some of his wives will come in and he'll dictate what they need to do. He'll, he'll make phone calls from prison and the, his wife will record it and they'll, that's a sermon for that Sunday or whatever. He's like, he just does things to test to make sure that people still hold him up. And he's still seen in this town as, and, and by the people who haven't left yet or haven't been kicked out as, as a prophet. And he was set up and he, he's completely innocent. They built him a, a huge house while he was in prison because they said that the walls of the prison are going to miraculously dissolve and he'll get out and come back. Too. What do his 90 underage wives have to say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they spread out or if they married other people. Probably not, though. Because, um, like, I feel like right there, they're kind of like, well, yeah, I'm whatever, 12 or whatever the fuck I am. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a problem? Yeah. But, a lot of people have left, obviously, like, uh, but the people who are stayed have stayed is strong. They've mm -hmm. also excommunicated people a lot um, for. Mm -hmm random reasons mostly mm -hmm. warren jeffs or someone in his family just doesn't like them or they're asking questions yeah. um they also have been doing this thing for a while where they'll just randomly excommunicate teenage boys and they'll find small the smallest reasons because in order to keep up polygamy you have to have way more women than men so right you got to keep that ratio yeah so they call themselves the lost boys because you're raised in this call you have no idea mm -hmm what's going on in the outside world. Uh, eventually he banned the internet and TV and, and all that stuff. So you can't even see what's happening out there. And, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're just like, you're out and they have to, they're out on their own. They have to figure out how to yeah. survive. Well, that's one of the things that they do to keep people in line to begin with. Right. And then the fact that they just will just dump some people out anyway is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And like he'll, he banned entertainment at one point. Uh, so no TV and mm -hmm. no toys. Kids couldn't have toys anymore. They, so they just like had to go just throw out all their toys. Uh, ABC news was doing a story on it at the time. And they just showed dumpsters full of toys because they just weren't allowed anymore. People, people will leave. Uh, but when people leave, they're considered apostates. Mm -hmm. And so They'll be living in their town that used to be all FLDS people. And mm -hmm. now like this town is divided. And oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so people and you're not allowed to talk to apostates. So like people you grew up with or even family members, you see them because it's a small town all the time, but you have to ignore them. You can't say anything to them. Yeah. Wow. And another thing that happened too. So I think in the fifties, a lot of people or everybody in the church gave their property um, that they owned to basically the church, but it was under a separate umbrella called the UEP, um, the United Effort Plan, which was owned by the church, but then it owned, owned all the property. Yeah. In, in the town. But when Jeffs was arrested, because mm -hmm. he owed so much money, and he had put it in his name, the government sees that um, because like, oh, yeah, because it's so, not a religious thing, right? Yeah. And so the government seized it. And they lost and, all their property. And 
they so they worked stuff out with with people so everybody could stay in their houses but they had to sign something basically saying they'll pay taxes and they'll pay the property taxes and upkeep of the house and things like that. But because a lot of the people that worked and ran this organization were former members of their church, because that's who lives in the town and members of the church wouldn't work, like wouldn't work for this place because it was seized right. by the government. Yeah. They wouldn't sign the documents because that would be considered communicating with like with these members and like not not just communicating but like associating with these ex-members these apostates so they wouldn't sign the documents so then these people were getting evicted because just because they wouldn't sign saying that they yeah their property taxes this one nice lady in town there's a documentary on youtube i'll put the link in the description or on the website this this nice lady who lived in the town for other reasons, like one of the few people who was never never a member of the church. Yeah. So she started working with like as an in-between because since she's not an apostate, they're allowed to talk to her. So she would just kind of be like the little the translator in a way, right? Yeah. And so what they worked out was she would get them to write a letter. And so they're not signing something that he mm-hmm. wrote or that this this organization wrote they're writing their own letter of intent. And, and then she worked with the organization to start accepting these letters of intent instead wow. of these signed documents so that people didn't leave the house. So she's just like going through and trying mm-hmm. to like make sure people can have a place to live. But, yeah. No kidding. Eh? Well, yeah. I mean, good for that lady for, you know, trying to do something for people, but yeah. And wow. yeah, there was this one, I don't remember what it was, but in that too, there was a, a wall. So one of the meeting houses was, mm-hmm. they were evicted from the UEP took ownership of, and there was this like cement wall around it and they tore it down. And for the people who had left this church, it was a very significant thing to see this wall torn down. It was a very yeah. like, sign of good change and things that are ha- like good things happening. But to the people who are still in the church, it was, it felt like a slap in the face. So it was uh, just a weird dynamic there. They continue and they've been continuing to just excommunicate people regularly, just weeding out any bad apples, making them apostates even. Yeah. So they believed in the church, but they didn't believe in it. Right. So you're out. Well, I'm sure also having too many men, not just having that like mixed ratio, but they're the ones who are going to probably cause the most problems. Right. Yeah. So if they have a smaller number, they're going to be more dedicated and then they can get rid of the excess too. It's, it's all just means of control. It's, it's, yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. And uh, there's still, you know, I think he, 2018, there was a new trial mm-hmm. because new, like more people came forward saying that Jeff oh, said yeah? used them so, so that he can get more time in prison. So yeah, mm-hmm. he's not going to get out in, in his lifetime. And I'm Good. surprised he hasn't been shanked in prison, to be honest. That's what I was like surprised <laughs> yeah. by. But he obviously has a, much, a lot of money and influence there. So yeah, he's doing something that's keeping him safe. Exactly. And the thing is too, but like with, new stuff and like new uh like lawyer fees and stuff that mostly comes out of these people who are still back in short creek and back you know not making much money and yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So other things too, like in the schools, a lot of it is homeschooling now. They're taught that uh, Warren Jeffs is the rightful president of the United States. Wait, rightful president of the United States? <laughs> yeah, not just the rightful president of the church, but the rightful president of the United States. How do they get to that? <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but that's what they're taught. His pictures are in all their houses. He's, yeah. So this is very like benevolent leader kind oh, of yeah. shit. Yeah. No, 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 leader. Like it's leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah. So his face is on all their school notebooks. Crazy. On the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> he decides all the marriages, like who gets to marry who. Mm-hmm. He's also, and I don't know if this is updated since then, because the, the one I was watching, I think it was from 2012. But at that point, so he had been in jail for like five years or whatever. Yeah. Nobody was allowed to get married because he's not there to marry them. So in all those years, there's no new marriages. So he went to jail, what, 2009? Yeah. So it's been like 12 years since anyone's gotten married. Well, I don't know if they changed that since because I haven't seen an update on that. But one thing he did impose is he said no sex now that I'm in prison. No sex till I'm out of prison. (laughs) What? Yeah. That I mean, all right. And except with proper breeders. So he chose 15 men. So if you decided that you want to have more children, you had to have sex with one of those 15 men. Holy shit. Yeah. With witnesses around you watching. Wow. This guy's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a garbage person. They also have the God Squad, which is like their security team. They don't they don't themselves call it that, but like outsiders call it that. And that's like the town security really but yeah it's run by the church but they you know just drive around intimidating apostates and and trying to make people feel scared if they have any questions or like especially if the media comes in they like harass and follow them and make wow. sure that they get out I of mean, there again i'm not surprised by this either i mean yeah I mean, honestly speaking, most of the larger churches do this too yeah just um maybe a little less uh transparently you know they're, they're better at hiding it yeah well i did uh, church security at one point when i was in college really? as a part-time job yeah basically what i would do is um two nights a week or one night a week i would sit sit by a door and i'd have a flashlight and then i'd let old ladies in for their bell choir practice <laughs> <laughs> you were an usher yeah i was an usher <laughs> So you weren't security. You were an usher. I was an usher. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's the difference, too, is that it's not just like they don't have these people at just the churches. I'm sure those people and other the bigger ones are more, you know, at the governmental level. So yeah. obviously <laughs> your experience is going to be different yeah, than, than like the God Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was and you just didn't realize. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and they're like, this guy is terrible. Yeah. Give him a flashlight. Let him let the old ladies in. <laughs> it's a pretty racist organization too because as oh as, yeah yeah <laughs> surprise surprise what? as we know that traditionally the lds church was pretty uh fucking racist right and since they're a fundamentalist lds church they're mm-hmm. still really fucking Extra racist. racist yeah well yeah i mean if they can't get basic human rights for women and children and most of the uh, men as well how do you think they're going to have that for uh, people of other races Exactly. Yeah. It does like yeah. I don't know. They don't give a shit about anyone. Yeah. So you know how like when you cousins get married a lot, um, there sure. starts to be uh, some issues. <laughs> so right, right, a lot right, of right. a lot of birth defects and yeah, um, a lot of uh, what 
Yeah, they say especially because well, the gene pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, I know. Like, like the thing is, like, hey, if you marry your cousin, they'll be they'll have twelve toes. I'm like, well, it doesn't exactly work that way, and it doesn't work that quickly. I think, I think it takes a few generations before it really starts to cause a lot of problems. But and that's the that's thing. So- Mm-hmm. is because they had one of the ancestors had a rare genetic condition. And so oh, now and that it's been... it, they've passed it along. Yeah. And because, you know, it's a rare genetic condition that may not manifest, but you have enough cousins marrying mm-hmm. each other that eventually you're going to, it's going to yeah, come it's up gonna and show up again. Yeah. Yeah. But they got to keep their bloodline going for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't what I don't understand about that, if if I may, because this seems to be a very common thing. If they're all just going to heaven anyway, why do they need to keep the bloodline alive? Yeah, well, with LDS, it's all about um, and we'll talk about this more in the Christian rock lyric. But mm-hmm. because you were before you before you were on Earth, you were on this other planet. And so I think you were celestial beings on this other planet, beings, not beings. Um, and then you come down to Earth. We've all done this, but with with LDS people, it's like, okay, we're the ones that figured this out. Now we get right. to go to heaven when we die. So by having more kids, you're you're letting the, them return to their celestial home. So if you raise enough LDS people, so you got to have more and more kids. And wait, 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 but that does how does that make sense though like are they just saying that the celestial beings are all like in this weird limbo and the only way that they get out of that limbo is by being born and then dying and then going to heaven basically yeah so what what yeah we all get born yeah why i don't know (laughs) but yeah if you have a temple marriage then your family's reunited in heaven as well and so this is both with the FLDS and the LDS. But with the FLDS, you have to be married by like the prophet. And that's are they out it... of their fucking minds? <laughs> yeah, these people are stupid. Yeah, yeah, pretty dumb. I mean, a lot of these people are heavily indoctrinated, and yeah, yeah, yeah. not their fault. Uh, the but the like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's all nuts. Yeah. So what else? There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Like I said, yeah, the town's pretty divided now. A lot of hate. Yeah. I don't know what else to add other than there are a lot of garbage people. And oh, yeah, that's the thing, too, is with the inbreeding. That's another thought because there uh, there's other, you know, towns and stuff like that. They have transported people. Mm-hmm. to get married so that you know to purify that or whatever and so when you have underage people that you're moving to another state or with the case of british columbia moving to another country that yeah. becomes sex trafficking yeah yeah um, no shit so there uh there have been charges for that as well good yeah as there should be yeah oh 100 there's there's no reason that there should be children in those communities yeah no reason no they yeah it's any other thoughts these people are gross. Yeah. And it's not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, this happens all over the world in different ways, right? It's mm-hmm. not unique to this. So I'm not surprised. It's yeah. um, it's dog shit. Yeah, it is. And um, um, one thing is I just I wish there was a way that you could make it so he can't communicate with the outside world. Like that would be much better if like he wasn't dictating mm-hmm. people's lives from inside a, you know, See, uh, prison cell. the thing about that is even if he's gone, they're still going to do it. Yeah. Someone else is going to take over probably in his family and do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So while I agree, I wish that he wasn't. I know that that's not going to solve the problem. Yeah, that's true. 
it makes me glad too that um, I I don't have a life where I have to listen to one person or yeah. one group of people to tell me how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And, Even though you know a lot of people will try to do that, but yeah, yeah, exactly. We're fortunate enough that you don't have to. Yeah, I mean the media does it. Right, that's true. Every day, yeah, the liberal media, as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we should move on to Bible study. Thank our thank our patrons. Yeah, we should probably do that. Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, wow. thank, thank you! you. Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Hey everybody, and welcome to the welcome to the Bible study. Um, and let's let's move in to our prayer to our prayer sec- part. Let's 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 open in prayer. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, I'll pray. Yeah, I got some thank yous though. First, I just want to quickly thank uh, Stephen and Luke and Maddie and Kodal. I also want to thank B and Jason. Um, I really appreciate you uh, coming out and uh, supporting this Bible study. And um, I've got a, actually a special prayer request today, Trev, uh, for okay. our friend uh, uh, Prisma Bunny. And, um, well, they've, uh, they've been dabbling with light lately, you know, and they, they bought themselves a prism and you know what prisms create rainbows. And, um, we all know that rainbows, uh, belong to God. So, mm-hmm. uh, please stop toying with, uh, with, with, with what you call science. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause once you create a mm-hmm. rainbow of your own, mm-hmm. then you're saying you're better than God. Yeah, that's right. He creates the rainbows. Mm. Or she. Yeah. And you know who tastes the rainbow. Right. Skittles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just have a quick prayer request for Brian as well. Brian's been been walking around with a muscle shirt Mm. on uh, showing biceps and huge arms Mm -hmm. and just making everybody swoon. Mm-hmm. and um thinking lustful thoughts and so i just a quick um prayer for those giant muscles and how they glisten in the sun yeah yeah um i have another one for our friend Haley. um as you all know we've been going through some difficult times of late um in the world and uh it's a good thing to wear your mask when you're out, but Haley's been taking it a little too far, uh, refusing to take the mask off, even at home, uh, mm-hmm. all alone at bed. And um, it's, it's, it's getting to be a bit much. Um, you know what? You can take your mask off. You can take it off to brush your teeth at least, Haley. So we hope that you can get the courage to finally, you know, take it off when you're at home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, masks, Emily has also been taking it a little too far by wearing multiple masks, but like uh, elbow mask and a knee mask and um, a chin mask when you're already wearing a face mask and then a mask on top of the head. And it's like, we get it and we all want to be safe, but there's such thing as being too safe. Well, you don't know if that virus can go through your skin. So I understand it. Oh, I understand it. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, just, you know, it's all about trusting the Lord. Mm, that's true. He is our first vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or she. Yeah. Or she. <laughs> um, I have another one for our friend, uh, Corin. 
Corin's been making a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches lately, mm. but uh, not checking with all their neighbors if any of the local kids are allergic to it. And uh, I got to say, if you're going to the mailbox, dropping off those letters, you don't know what those kids around there are going to do. So maybe you need to watch, watch how you make your sandwiches at home. Okay. Amen. And, uh, and just a quick uh, prayer request for Tim. We all love Monty Python and the search for the Holy Grail. And of course, favorite documentary. Yes. And of course, everybody's favorite line is there are those who call me Tim. Mm. But uh, Tim, you don't have to say that every time you introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, do it every other time. It keeps it it funnier. Exactly. And um, and like when you walk into a store, you don't have to announce your name if you don't if you don't want to. Most people don't announce their name as soon as they walk into a store. But Tim, there are those who call me Tim. Right. Immediately. But I mean, if you don't do that, how will everyone in the store know your name then? Oh, that's actually a really good point. Actually, I take that prayer request back. Tim can can keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. I guess I guess we could have uh, name tags for when you enter stores. That's true. Something you, to think about. Yeah, exactly. Mm, amen. Amen. Well, should we move on to some or women or women, a woman? Should we move on to some Christian rock lyrics? Let's do it. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. So this here isn't a Christian rock lyric. This is a Mormon rock lyric. Are Mormons not considered Christians? I guess they are. Yeah. So it'd be a Christian and then subsect Mormon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. rock lyric. It's like a subsect of Christian rock. Yeah. Like uh, prog rock. Prog rock. Possibly. So this it's from an album called The Plan by mm-hmm. the Osmonds. Were they Mormon? Yeah, they were Mormon. Yeah. yeah. So they mostly okay. just like did pop, you know, pop music. But this album yeah, is a concept album about Mormonism. And the concept was being Mormon. Yeah. This one's a little bit of a slow jam. Near the beginning uh-huh. of the okay. album, and then near the end, they have a song called "Going Home," which is like the opposite of that. And this—that's a poppin' jam. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is called. So this is the slow jam, though. Yeah, um, it's also yeah. They say it's the first mainstream Mormon album. So this is called uh, "Before the Beginning." Before the beginning, we were living oh so far away from here, and we call it home, but didn't stay. We knew we could leave one day and cry. Before the beginning, we were willing to lay aside whom we had been and take a chance to slip away or make it back to home one day. What for ever since we came to be with the plan we've learned to see, we alone would guide our destiny. In the beginning, we'd be living as we would be. He once was as we would be. He once was to look at him, to look at me and think someday like him, I'll be what more. Ever since we came to be with the plan we learned to see, we control infinity. What more? What more? I mean, it feels it feels very repetitive. It's like we be, he be, infinity, be, 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 be. I'm like, okay. I, I, I feel like I just kind of like zoned out about yeah, that. Like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it probably it probably bops a little better, but. Yeah, know. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's um, 
it also didn't feel like it was being very specific. So it almost had a bit of that ambiguity to it where I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, what is this about? Yeah, exactly. And that that full album feels like that. I listen to most of the tracks today. I'm like, well, it's not mm-hmm. great, but it's not the worst thing I've ever heard either. Well, you're a big Osmond fan, right? That's true. I'm a more Donnie and Marie guy. Though. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is that when they kind of did their own thing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can torture me with Donnie and Marie. Or you could play some Mary Manilow. Uh, fun fact about that. So that's from Weird Al's um, Don't Play That Song mm-hmm. or the Achy Breaky. I think it's Achy Breaky song. Yeah, but he doesn't. The whole thing is he doesn't like that song. But I, I, was, I had it stuck in my head one day and I said, you can torture me with Donnie and Marie. And my cousin flipped out. Oh, She's like, big- I love Donnie and Marie. <laughs> the talk show at the time <laughs> not even their music donnie marie I, had a talk show and she got that mad about i it? don't know <laughs> like she was so upset and i'm like it's just a song i was it's in my head <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great that is pretty good yeah so don't make fun you... of donnie marie well we just did so yeah, yeah. oh well oh well <laughs> <laughs> do as we say not as we do exactly yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well what do you got going on tonight uh we gotta do a live stream later right and if you want to join that live stream become a patreon at patreon.com <laughs> slash believe it or not that was a sneaky little segue thank you 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 snuck that in under my radar yep Mm-hmm. and uh not even planned improv <laughs> improv maybe well that's why they pay you the big bucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right thanks everyone for listening don't join a call so if you're in a call get out of there yeah get out get out, <laughs> get out! deborah everybody loves raymond <laughs> bye bye work 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 sky moon <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!